welcome to People, Places, Planet Pod, the official podcast of the Environmental Law Institute, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization working to ensure a healthy environment, prosperous economies, and vibrant communities founded on the rule of law. Welcome to today's episode of ELI's People, Places, Planet Podcast. I'm Rebecca Kisslinger, a senior science and policy analyst here at ELI. And today we're excited to bring you the voices of high school students working on climate action. Many young people across the country are frightened by their future and so are looking for opportunities to take action to address the climate crisis. Many high school students have sought out opportunities to become involved in environmental projects or clubs at school, but oftentimes those activities are primarily focused within the walls of their school. And many are looking for ways to engage at a local or even global level. Last month, world leaders convened in Glasgow, Scotland at the 26th United Nations Climate Change Conference, commonly referred to as COP26, to spur action on the climate crisis. ELI staff were among the many thought leaders attending COP26, where we promoted the rule of law and the importance of having a judiciary well-versed in climate science. But on November 6, 2021, as the world turned its attention to Scotland, high school students in Dane County, Wisconsin, co-sponsored and moderated a climate action conference of their own that connected COP26 to local climate initiatives and progress. The Glasgow to Dane County student-led conference challenged students to think beyond their school walls about how to organize to get things done together at the local level. The conference also provided the students with an opportunity to learn about political elements of climate action. Speakers talked about climate change impacts, emissions, and response efforts at the global level, and focused on local climate impacts, Dane County's climate action plan, how to intentionally embed equity and involve a variety of stakeholders in all efforts, and more. Student attendees also brainstormed initiatives and made a plan for addressing local climate impacts in 2022. So today, to tell us more about the conference, what they have been learning in school about climate change and their future plans, we are joined by four of the student conference organizers, Daphne Wu, Claire Neblett, Krishna Elwell, and Felicia Zhang. Daphne, Claire, Krishna, and Felicia, we're so happy to have you join us today. Before we dive in, would each of you tell us a little bit more about yourselves, what grade you're in, and what motivated you to work in climate action and participate in this conference? Thank you so much for having us here, Becky. Um, My name is Claire. I'm a 10th grader. And the thing that motivated me to work on this conference was the environmental club at my school that I'm a part of. Um, I just knew so many people in the club would be interested and would benefit from this conference, and I just really wanted to help make it a great experience for them. Thank you, and good evening. I am Krishna Alwell, a sophomore from Monona Grove High School. I became interested in climate activism when I joined Dane County Youth Environmental Committee, a youth nonprofit focused on addressing local climate issues. I feel very passionate about climate activism because I know I'm fighting for my future. But anyways, Thank you so much for having us tonight. Thank you, Becky, for hosting us today. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm a senior at McFarland High School. I was first motivated to take action on climate change by my amazing biology teacher, Ms. Knoops. 
Her lessons really encouraged me to move beyond a state of hopelessness to advocacy and reform. And when I felt ready to start an environmental club with my friend, she agreed to be our advisor. So thank you to all the teachers out there working on climate education. Thank you. Hi everyone, um, I'm a senior at Middleton High School. I've been involved in sustainability efforts since I was in middle school. Um, I grew increasingly concerned about climate change through high school. Um, when I was a freshman, I began the environmental committee in my student council and then um, created and enlarged that committee into Green Team. Um, Green Team at Middleton High School currently consists of over 100 students and currently we're working on shifting from single-use markers to refillable ones. We're recycling all our writing utensils through a classroom initiative. We're visiting elementary schools, recycling batteries, single-use masks, and sneakers. We're reducing fast fashion through a school-wide Instagram thrifting account, and we're also putting sustainability tips on the TVs. Um, I also wrote the first draft of my uh, district sustainability resolution, um, and that passed unanimously um, two years ago. Um, we, in, As a part of the resolution, we are aiming to reach 100% renewable energy by 2035. We are one of the only districts in Wisconsin um, to have such an ambitious resolution. Uh, I'm also the head of a nonprofit called the Dane County Youth Environmental Committee. Uh, we bring together over 50 students across 18 high schools to just talk about issues that we see in our respective school districts and to brainstorm how we can address those issues. I also serve on my city sustainability committee and am involved in many of the sustainability efforts across the city. Thanks so much for you to you all for being here. We're really excited to talk with you more. So one thing I've been wondering about um, is what you're learning about sustainability and climate change in school. So Daphne, how and to what extent are these topics discussed in your classes? Almost none, which is why I, as a part of the sustainability resolution, we try to incorporate an environmental education section in the resolution um, where we are trying to get every single grade from kindergarten to 12th grade to have some course or some integration of environmental education into at least one of their classes. Um, to be honest, you know, it's it's like if the teacher believes in climate change, then we'll probably hear more about it and we'll probably be asked to recycle paper and things like that. But really, the environmental education aspect in public schools, or at least in Middleton, is really lacking. Well, thanks for that. Felicia, is it pretty much the same in your high school? Well, uh, the science teachers at McFarland are actually really great about teaching climate change. They're really passionate about the issue and they try to support students as much as they can. But the problem is they don't have the time and resources they need to give a comprehensive climate education. There are only so many educational hours built into the school year for science and they have so many required curriculum items that they are mandated to cover. And I think the answer to this problem is to make climate change an essential part of the student's curriculum. Every student from kindergarten to 12th grade should learn about every aspect of climate change in their core classes, from the science behind it to the history of environmentalism to what policies we can implement to stop it. Great, so many challenges and so many good ideas. Thank you. I imagine that all that you're learning had an impact on the Glasgow to Dane County Conference. Claire, what was your hope for the conference and how did it offer you an opportunity to learn more? 
My hope was that everyone, including myself, could come away with new ideas about what they can do to help and new knowledge about what's being done to fight climate change on a global scale and county-wide scale. Um, and for me, this was definitely accomplished. Just being in a room with so many of my peers who care and who are actively trying to fight climate change inspired new ideas for me um, about things that I should be doing and what we should be implementing into our schools and our communities. Um, of course, our guest speakers, including Joe Parisi, the Dane County Executive, and Leah Hor Horowitz, who is an assistant principal at UW-Madison, um, provided so much um, information about those topics, about local climate change and on a global scale, that I feel like everyone at the conference walked away learn with learning something new. That's amazing. Thanks, Claire. Krishna, what do you have to add to that? What else did you learn? I would like to add that the conference was actually the first time I felt truly hopeful about climate change. We are not mighty politicians gathered in Glasgow, nor are we rich figurines in suits. All we have is our voice, but in my opinion, our voice is all we needed. The mere presence of our generation already beginning to speak up is remarkable. I see the desperation in the eyes of so many people my age when we hear of climate change, the soulless monster threatening to ravage us all. But at that conference, for the first time, I saw, I believed that we have hope. The tone was one of anticipation, yet also of resolve. That was the biggest impact of the conference, in my opinion. The awakening of the belief that we, we will make a change. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much, Krishna. So Felicia, I'm sure there are just too many to cover here, but what were some of the major takeaways and highlights from the conference for you? So I think the main takeaway from the conference is that the one thing that can help humanity survive climate change is collaboration. At the Glasgow to Dane County Conference, we heard from so many adults, organizations, and students on what they're doing to save the planet. Through it all, I noticed the many ways we could help each other and through that magnify our voices and impact. A personal highlight for me was listening to the many ideas generated during our discussion session. If every school group present at the conference worked together on just one of those project proposals, we would be unstoppable. That's great. Thank you so much. Amazing. Looking forward, Claire, what's next on your climate action agenda? One thing that I'm putting a lot of focus on in my school community is education about climate change, um, specifically about what individuals can do. Um, I think that people around my age group um, accept climate change as a fact, and most of them understand that it's happening here and now. But I think what we're lacking is um, action. A lot of people my age think that because we can't vote um, or maybe they don't want to go vegan, that there's nothing else that they can do. But this is just not true. Um, things like reaching out to government officials, um, telling them what you want to see on their agendas um, surrounding sustainability, or just simply educating yourself on climate news, not turning a blind eye, even if the news is shocking and bad. Um, it's just super important that we are taking accountability for what we can do and doing that. Um, so educating my peers is important, but also younger students as well. So doing things like planting trees with the elementary students and just teaching them what we're trying to protect anyways is super important to me. Thanks so much, Claire. Um, that's such great ideas. 
Daphne, what else is next on your climate change agenda? Um, as I've mentioned previously, I'm working really hard and I've worked really hard on my school district sustainability resolution. And um, again, one of the big goals is reaching 100% renewable energy. And we're quite far from that, actually. Um, we are trying to purchase a lot of renewable energy from the Mori solar fields and other neighboring solar panel fields. Um, one of our middle schools has a geothermal um, infrastructure, which is really amazing. But a lot of our schools don't aren't able to become net zero, but we're trying to get them as efficient as possible and trying to sort of offset all of our uh, energy use into um, sourcing them into renewable sources. Um, so that's one thing that I'm really working on in my district sustainability committee. Um, as a part of my high school's green team, I really try to encourage and get as many students to be as involved in our um, school-wide sustainability culture. We have a lot of students this year, over 100 students, and we're trying to get mobilize them and um, really change the way people and staff in our schools think about sustainability. We don't want it to be like a little thing like, oh, well, we recycle paper, or no, we encourage students to bring reusable water bottles. Like we want it to actually be an active, you know, growing thing at Middleton High School. We want every teacher to be really involved in sustainability and to think about sustainability and to make it, you know, one of the most pressing issues because obviously climate change is the most, if not one of the most um, pressing issues that we face today. Um, so I really want to make sure that, you know, I'm a senior now, I am going to graduate soon, and I want to make sure that that sustainability culture doesn't just fade away. Um, and I don't want my work to sort of be dissolved after a few years. That's amazing, Daphne, and not just going after the easy things like recycling paper, but really going at the hard things um, and leaving leaving a sustainable um, sustainable opportunities for improvement um, after you're gone. I think that's amazing. So I, I often hear that people want to get involved with climate action work, especially students, but they just don't know where to start. So Krishna, what advice would you have for others who would want to get involved generally or would want to organize a conference similar to yours? How do they get started? What should they do? Thank you. If I could give this talk to anyone in the world, I'd want to tell this to myself one year ago. I recall the sharp pain of anxiety that would ripple inside my chest whenever I turned on the TV. The world was on fire, yet I remained locked up in my house, powerless, while the fire singed my soul. But I locked in my heart a message of hope, and I had bigger dreams for the future. One night, on a dark eve of February, I joined an environmental organization called Dane County Youth Environmental Committee. It is an organization comprised of high school students, all built on the radical notion that one person can make a difference in the world. From our group meetings to across the world, I see people who have the same belief. For these hopes and dreams aren't unique to any one person. They are ones that all people can share. It is the joy that comes with opening a window to breathe in the warm spring air. It is the calm that comes with swimming in a clean lake. It is the wonder that comes with taking a hike through the very heart of nature. That is the glory of our earth. Beauty everywhere you turn. 
and a home for all of us to share. But today, that home is threatened. Should we stand aside, we are handing an earth to our children who will never know those joys, who will never wonder at the heart of nature that has been ruined and destroyed. We are making an earth whose vine and fig tree has been cut down and burnt. Yet, this is not inevitable. Only will it be true if we stand aside, struck down by the notion that we can't make a difference. There is a person who I know, I know who can do this. That hero is you. My journey began with a spark of passion that blazed when I joined an organization. That is my single biggest tip. Join an organization and start to make yourself heard in the real world. From there, you can start to make a difference. Change is a slow-moving beast. There is more to do than one march. There is more to do than making one post on social media. There is more to do than a few lifestyle changes. It's about committing yourself to do what is right and fighting for what you believe in every step of the way. You must always stand for your values and commit yourself by being active in an organization, volunteering, speaking at, in short, doing, not simply being. I stand here today grateful for the change I'm making, knowing that my narrative is like to thousands of others before me and millions of others who will be after me, all sharing the belief that we too can make a change. But with that message, there are always those who oppose progress. Thus, it's up to us to bellow that progress is due. You will have to face the naysayers, those who deny climate change. We must first understand, and we must request that they understand us too. Only there can both sides strive towards a new tomorrow, before humanity's vanity consumes us. But neither can we continue to see each other as enemies. That is my final suggestion. The naysayers understand, but always embody the change you seek. There is more to do, but we can do it together. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that theme of hope. I think it's really important. Uh, Felicia, what about you? What advice do you have for others who are working on climate action or want to organize a conference that was similar to the one that you all put together? Well, I'll keep it short. My best advice for students looking to take action on climate change is to have faith in yourself. For a long time, I felt very helpless against climate change. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a 17-year-old trying to counter a problem that has been decades in the making. But it's important to remember that you don't need to change the whole world all at once to make a difference. Start with your little corner of the world. Try talking to your school administrators, educating your friends and family on climate change, or attending a local conference like Glasgow to Dane County. If everyone simply did what they could and wielded what influence and resources that they have to counter climate change, our world would be in a much better place today. Thank you, Felicia. I think that's right. And I think that was one of the things that I found so inspiring about this conference was learning about what's happening at the global level, but finding out more information about how to take action at your local level in your school, but outside of your school and your community. So thank you for that, Felicia. Right, so many challenges and so many good ideas. Thank you. Thank you all so much for your time. Before we close, I wanted to give each of you the chance to share any closing thoughts with our audience. What would you like to say to them? What would you like them to know? Daphne, if you'd like to start. Yeah, of course. Um, when I started my sustainability journey, I felt like, you know, the only way that I could really make an impact was either to go into, you know, policy and law, which is 
actually what I'm going to, I'm hoping to go into, but um, I think that we can collectively make a difference, every single one of us, um, no matter what job or, you know, what you're doing um, as a career, you know, we can incorporate sustainability in so many ways, um, whether you're an actress or an engineer or, you know, a CEO of a law firm, doesn't really matter. You can always, you know, be more sustainable and advocate for, you know, climate change action. Um, I also wanted to say that, you know, as a person that is you of high school in high school and of the youth movement, um, I think it's really important to never underestimate the power of youth voices because, you know, we are the next generation. We are the ones that are going to have to deal with climate change. We are dealing with climate change already with the horrible weather that's been happening recently. You know, um, so never underestimate the youth voice and never feel like you can't do anything about sustainability if you're not working in sustainability. This is Claire, and I just want to bring to attention um, how this conference is a great example about how youth care and about how teens can have a huge impact on climate action and our communities. So even though we can't vote and even though um, we may not want to change big aspects of our life for climate change, there's little things that everyone can do. Um, no matter their social status, no matter how much money they make, everyone can do something, and that's really important. Thank you, this is Krishna here. When I think of climate change, the sharp pangs of anxiety return because I know we still have a lot more to do. That is the question being asked to all of humanity. Will we lead a life of cynicism or of hope? Not the blind optimism that a problem will leave should we ignore it. When I speak of hope, I mean the hope heard by the masses of protesters marching in the streets. The hope found amongst 100 high schoolers at a conference in Oregon, Wisconsin who believe that they are the future. It is the hope found in a boy feeling powerless to the world, who found his passion to make his voice heard. The hope that one person can make a difference in the world. Never before has our home been in such grave danger, but we have a fighting chance to make our voice heard and to make an earth where we may live and raise our children in. My journey began when I felt impassioned and appalled watching the news. Everyone has to start somewhere and to start small, but neither are an excuse to not start. We will make a change, so let's start now. Today, I hope you feel the same passion I do, the same desperation I do to make a change. Climate change will not await our decision and it threatens us all. Its relentless march towards destruction will not spare us and already is its path of annihilation devastating and bloody. So from across our county, our state, and our world, I hope that we will create a better future for all of us. Thank you. Such inspiring words from my fellow speakers today. Um, this is Felicia, and I want to leave you all with this. There is nothing that separates the student leaders that attended the Glasgow to Dane County Conference from any other high schooler except for their passion. There's nothing extraordinary, special, or uncommon about us. We simply have a problem that we are passionate about addressing and goals that we are passionate about achieving. And that's all we need. So if you feel strongly about the death of our planet as we know it, if you feel compelled to stand up for the future generations who will inherit this earth, if you have love for nature and everything that it has given us, then join us from wherever you are in taking action on climate change. And a final thanks to our host for inviting us today.
Thank you all for sharing those thoughts and for joining us today. You are all truly impressive and we need you. I'm really looking forward to seeing where you all go next. Thank you for tuning in to People, Places, Planet Pod, brought to you by the Environmental Law Institute. We would like to hear from you. So please send us your questions, comments, and ideas to podcast at ELI.org. And if you're interested in learning more about our work, attending one of our events, reading our publications, or becoming a member, please visit our website at www.eli.org.